With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Yes, welcome back to Race Card and uh, Gareth Hall with you on this Saturday morning as we get set for a massive day of racing. It's moving day there at Flemington. The highlight there is the Turnbull Stakes. A host of cup hopefuls going around and they're taking on one of the wait for age superstars of world racing in the Hong Kong Star and Romantic Warrior. It's a terrific support program there as well. The girl guy for the sprinters. We've got some terrific three-year-old races as well, including, of course, the Dane Hill down the straight for the three-year-old sprinters. Uh, the Rose of Kingston for the mares. Can Princess Grace win her first race, the former American, um, this campaign after competing in some handy group one races already this spring. Plus, there's a free ticket into our greatest race, the Melbourne Cup, if you win the Bart Cummings this afternoon. And in Sydney, the Hill Stakes will take centre stage. This is race card thanks to Labrokes, which is making every race even more exciting. Make sure you download the app today and lad broke it. This man was too good for us last week because he was in a, I think he was in a corporate box there, AFL grand final day. I speak of Nicholas Quinn. G'day, Quinny. No, that's not true, Gareth. I was just doing extra work to try and keep the wolves at bay and okay. provide for the family. Yes. Did you enjoy yourself? It was magnificent. It was great to be there. Can't believe you brushed the grand final. Three people offered you tickets and you declined. That's how big you are these days, but it was one of the all-time great grand finals and if you were a neutral, it was absolutely perfect. And if you went for Collingwood, it would have been absolute heaven. Now, we've got a special guest. We're trying to have a special guest on race card to kick off our Saturdays. And this man is, well, we met him through our time at Sky Racing. And then he got poached and he went to Racenet and he's doing a wonderful job. He's also the manager of the superstars, including the jockey manager of uh, the best in the world or one of the best in the world in, in James McDonald. He's a Collingwood supporter. He's 60 going on 28. I would I would say 18. Yeah. I call him the world's oldest teenager. Correct. Mark Guest, good morning to you, Guesty. Uh, the dynamic duo, how are you guys? <laughs> We're better now that it's a trifecta. Do you know how hard? You know it's how so hard? easy on the I'm nowhere near 60, but anyway, <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Now, now you're talking to, well, firstly, Gareth said that, not me. And secondly, you're talking to males, so you don't need to lie about your age. Yeah. All right. And you know, Guesty, you know how hard it is to get James McDonald. Like, you got to ring up and try and get him on one of your horses. It's harder to get right. Guesty on this show. <laughs> we had to ring J Mac and say, James, can we just get Guesty for ten minutes? I had to ring Rupert Murdoch to see if he was allowed to come on. Um, Guesty, hello to you, mate. First of all, congratulations with your Collingwood Football Club. What's more satisfying, watching J Mac win an Everest or Collingwood win a premiership? Uh, it's a bit of both. Um, there's more money in the uh, Everest than the Collingwood, <laughs> Collingwood thing. But uh, oh, look, I've been following Collingwood for since the 70s when uh, Peter McKenna was there. He was a champion 
of the game, and he was probably no bigger name apart from Jezelinko. Peter McKenna and Jezelinko were the two biggest names in the 70s, and I went for Collingwood, and uh, my dad told me at the time, he said, you shouldn't back for that team because he was Fitzroy. Yeah. He said, they'll break your heart. Anyway, he proved right for most of the years. I mean, we lost so many grand finals, so... Uh, but to win it on Saturday, it was a, a great feeling. But if we had it lost, it would have been devastation. So mm. anyway, we got got the money, and it was uh, it's a great feeling. It's more of a relief than anything else that they won it. But well, I'm br- sure you've talked about this at Northam, the uh, you, the Collingwood game. So you, anyway, you, we move on to horse racing now. You, you broke our heart. I'm a Lions supporter, so your old man was um, well. He was wrong there, unfortunately. Um, but we did break your heart in the early 2000s. Anyway, Guesty, you head out to Flemington today. Your star hoop, James McDonald, he rides Romantic Warrior. What's Macca tell you about this star Hong Kong galloper? Oh, look, he's just happy with how he's come out. Like When he came down to Melbourne to uh, work the horse, he was, he was very happy with um, what he felt what he felt like. And I know he's got a grand final in a couple of weeks' time, but if he turns up, and what he's shown in Hong Kong, well, he's going to be very hard to beat. I know. Look, I, I think he's too short. From you know, like two. What is he? Two twenty at the moment. Around that sort of price. Yeah, two forty. It's pretty short, uh, considering we've never seen him before. Like he's never raced here, and just uh, just knowing there's another another race, it looks like you get across fairly well, fairly easily. Like it's with Goldman coming out, and also El Patronis, they would have been up in that sort of forward and midfield position leading sort of thing. So, or Val Patronis would have been forward and midfield. The other one would have been right up on the pace. So that probably gives Romantic Warrior a good chance to get across. Romantic Warrior worked very nicely at Werribee on Wednesday. And after that, the trainer came out and spoke to the media. And when asked why the Turnbull into the Cox Plate, he simply said, we asked James McDonald what he thought. And this is what James said. Why do you think James was leaning towards this race? Did you have any say in it? And was there a bit of a thought process that if you run here, then James can still contest the Everest as a hoop? Uh, well, I think I'm not 100% certain. I wasn't privy to what the conversation was between Danny and James, uh, which, you know, happens a lot of the time. It's not just with me and Joe. I think it happens with lots of different jockeys. Once a good horse comes on the scene, a lot of jockeys like to sort of have a bit of more of a hands-on, a hands-on uh, situation with the, with the connections. So they, they made that decision. My, my feeling was it's three weeks from the Turnbull to the Cox Plate, which is probably a better break than, say, running two weeks out yeah. on Everest Day, like in the Caulfield Stakes. Do you so think there was an element of James, James sort of wanting to be able to split the horse, though, from the Everest? Do you think that would have come into the equation as well? Well, uh, well I'm sure he would have, uh, you know, would have, did work out a lot better, that's for sure, because if it ran in the Caulfield Stakes, well, then all of a sudden, you know, he. He's got a dilemma, isn't he? He's mm. got to either be in Melbourne or he's, he misses the Everest yeah, or Everest Day because the King Charles is on that day as well. So it's a yeah, it would have been a uh, hard decision, that's for sure. And um, and um, as many people would like to have James McDonald in two places at once, and unfortunately with the the clashes, Guesty these days with feature racing in Sydney and Melbourne, usually on the same day, we've got like. Golden Eagle on the same day as the Cox Plate. It's very difficult for a manager like yourself to, if you could have James McDonald in two places, it would make your job a lot easier. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, I know it's to do with, yeah, the turnover uh, in regards to Saturday, Sunday racing. They do it in Europe. I know they're different countries, but you have one big race meeting on a Saturday and one on a Sunday. Let's just say, for instance, on next week, the Everest, say have it on the Saturday, the Sunday, 
have a Caulfield Stakes meeting, and the next year revert it back to the. Uh, they have they take it in turns for who has a Saturday meeting. You know, that way, all the best trainers and and the best jockeys get to compete because we're trying to showcase racing to not just our own people, but for, for people outside and can see that you know these the best people are at these meetings. We need that. I think from but I'm looking at it from the industry as a whole. I mean, I know it's it's become state by state. You know, it always has been, I suppose, but it's more so now, which is, uh, which I know, it's not for the racing fan, it's not ideal. And it's definitely not ideal for uh, for the jockeys because they want to be able to, they have to miss some rides on some horses. I mean, years ago, Very Elegant, for instance, I know COVID hit, but Matt couldn't get down to ride Very Elegant in the Turnbull. Yeah. You know, and that's that's another jockey's, you know, good fortune. I get that. But I think we need the, the best jockeys and the best trainers at the best meetings. Couldn't agree more. And unfortunately, racing doesn't work together in unison to do what's best for the sport. Well, that's never going to happen because you, like, and I think they've tried it before and that's why they move, say, Underwood Stakes Day away from Melbourne Cup Grand Final weekend because it's the Saturday afternoon that people punt for some reason. If you push a meeting like a, a Caulfield Stakes meeting or a, a Group 1 day like a Guineas Day to a Sunday, that would affect turnover massively. It was absolutely well, sensational. Well, they tried it on a Sunday, didn't they? Yeah. They tried the Underwood on a Sunday. No, it didn't work, didn't, I don't think. No, it didn't. No, that's right. It was a great atmosphere, though, at Sandy. I thought it was a good crowd when Alligator Blood got the job done. Yeah, it was okay, but it's Sunday. It's sort of like it because you're not competing with the other metropolitan meetings, and I think that you even see it sometimes when you've got a, uh, say, a Flemington meeting and they're racing at Newcastle for the Hunter or a race like that, that the turnover isn't the same because mm. I don't know what it is. It's just... It's just that, that's what they do. On, people yeah. do on a Saturday. They have a Correct. they watch the horses and have a flutter. Yep. Gisty with J Mac. How frequently yep. do you speak to him, and do you speak to him on race day? Uh, generally on a race day, no. Uh, if he if I see his number come up, he's not ringing to say how are you going. <laughs> there'll be there'll be something to chase up or something like that. So or you know just whatever it may be. There's many number of things it could be, but that would be normally on race day. That's the situation. So I hardly ever. But during the week, yeah, well, well, it could be. Like on a Monday, we could speak to each other, oh, I don't know, 20 times. Yeah. Yeah. And and, bear, and even other days, you know, it varies. I mean, I, I do like it. When he was out with the uh, the foot injury, I was thinking, when's he going to get back to riding? Because <laughs> he's obviously, like, he's anxious to get back to ride. Like, he's he would, a cat on a hot tin roof. So <laughs> I'd rather him be at the races, and, and you know, which he loves too. I mean, everyone wants him to be at the races. So, so you, um, yeah. When you pick the yeah. wrong horse, do you cop it? Oh, we're working together a lot oh. of the time. Most of the time, we're working together. He'll say if it, if it wins, then he picks it, and then if it, <laughs> it loses, he said, what did you do with that one? But uh, but generally, no, we, we try and work in together. Uh, I think when I initially managed him, I think it was more... You know, I was doing a lot more of that, but he's become a lot more hands-on with uh, with everything, which, you know, that's that's okay for me. I mean, I, I think it's good to get a jockey's feedback. If he's ridden the horse, yep. he it's important to get his um, his opinion. So well, he doesn't say much. He's very a bit, a bit like what you see on the television. He doesn't say much, but what he does say is pretty important. I thought he was very good. I thought he warmed to the occasion there on Channel 7 when he, like, he, he, he might have missed the kick by a couple of lengths, but I thought he won by three or four lengths hard held. He was... Once he settled in and got comfortable, I thought his his expertise and his insights yep. were must must listening. So he's a superstar on and off the track. Jay yeah, you Mac. see that every in other sports too. The best when you hear the best, like I mean, I know Luke Hodge's been out of the game for a while, but you listen to Luke Hodge; he's 
brilliant to listen to uh, in football. And anyone that's just either retired recently or they're still in the game, it's always great to get their insights because if you get someone a bit older, that sort of you feel like, oh, even though they're giving you something, when you hear the, the latest guy, you realise how much insight they give, more so than the bloke who played 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, well said, Guesty. What about in the other races? So I think a, a horse that interests me a lot is Kandinsky Abstract, the full to sunlight, worth $3 million or purchased for $3 million by Coolmore and a few of their friends in that syndicate, Chris Waller Trains. They get the blinkers on him today down the mm. straight. Can that can that prove to be a couple of lengths difference for this this cult? Well, you'd think there's got to be improvement from that uh, from that run, but uh, you'll have to go on the race there to see my selection. Oh, he's <laughs> put us yeah. behind the paywall. No, he's put us behind the paywall. No, yeah, no, I, I, we, did, right. we didn't get him on to get his selection. You understand that, but, but no, no, but I can, I'll make comment about it. No, there's no doubt for the Blinkers first time, should sharpen him up a bit. Oh, I mean, boy. he looked a bit disappointing the other day. That's but, one of uh, your best guests. You enjoyed that. No, I love it. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. Got to be up front. Yeah, you do, don't you? That's why we love Guesty because we Guesty's one of the best judges I know, and you can he get is. his tips at, at RaceNet, um, along with the great Tony Brassel. But I, I wanted to get your because it's such a. Um, I love. I, I ring Guesty a little bit, and most of the things that I say is because Guesty tells me to say on my show with oh, the oh, opinion. Oh, come on. Um, so. I want to you ask, can't believe that, can you, Quinny? Don't worry, I haven't believed one thing he said so far today. So, Amelia is dual guesty, all right? You're, you're Simon Miller and your Damien Lane will play a major part. Are you trying yeah. to, if you're Damien Lane, are you, ta- are you telling Simon to go to a Golden Eagle instead of a Cox Plate? And you've got to take your Romantic Warrior hat off here. What, what, what would the process be like? What would the process be for that decision behind closed doors? Oh, well, Damien have a huge say, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, Simon, you know, and, and like you'd have to, I mean, it'd be with the owner, I'd say, you know, Walshie, or Peter Walsh, you got the um, Simon and, and Damien. Like, they'd all sit down together, I would have thought, and uh, and discuss what they're going to do next. And Damien, I think they'd play, they'd sort of pay, you know, huge importance to what Damien has to say. Because yeah. he would, he, he's done it, he's won Cox Plates, he knows the opposition, so, like, closely. So here we get a feel if that horse can win a Cox Plate. Uh, it was a super run the other day, I thought, at the Mooney Valley, wasn't it? it was, yeah, so Laney, I reckon, so and, yep. I reckon Laney gets the final decision in a way because he knows Romantic Warrior because he's competed against that Galloper and he knows a couple of the Japan form lines that yep. tie into a Romantic Warrior. And then he knows those horses competing in a in a golden eagle and there's a Japanese galloper there that he would know pretty well. And I think he would have an understanding what race would be best for her. So, yeah. um, and Dean Lane. I think also, yeah, yeah I, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I think also the jockey always has to take, take into consideration. Gee, if I, if we go there and I've got another ride, a good ride in the other race, well, it's to have a two pronged attack instead of going to one and they compete against each other. You don't get the opportunity for the other race. So, yeah if it can work for him and, and not sort of be against sort of saying in the, in the heart of hearts, knowing that it can't, you think it's a better option to go that other way. Well, I think that's a great option for him. I mean, if you took have split both horses, I'm not saying which way to go with Amelia's jewel. I mean, I think she I think she's going to be competitive whichever race she goes to. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Uh, so I, I think the golden Eagle is yeah. definitely the favorite at the moment. 
it depends, I think, on what Romantic Warrior does today. If Romantic Warrior comes out and wins head on chest, they say we can go to an easier race in the Golden Eagle for more prize money. And I think that is what they will do and they should do. If, however, Romantic Warrior doesn't live up to the hype, and let's face it, we have seen these Hong Kong gallopers come over here and promise the world and deliver an atlas. If Romantic Warrior was to do the same, then all of a sudden they might think, no, we're going to stick to our campaign and the Cox Plate will be the target. Now, Guesty, I want to um, go inside the inner sanctum here regarding, say, the Everest. So you get the ride on Giga Kick. Um, after getting rid of Craig, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> he was smirking yeah. then, Gesty. He, he was going to go with it. Then he so, said, no, I won't. Then no, he went that way. No, this, I love staring, Gesty. So, <laughs> Have you talked about Giga Kick before? No, no. We, we, <laughs> no we, we stopped talking about Giga Kick. Um, right. So, so J-Mac has the ride on Giga Kick and then Giga Kick. I'll just say one thing about that. I yep. never, I'm the only manager, I think, that didn't call up for the ride. <laughs> but anyway. That's but, what I mean. Uh, and people having a crack yeah, at us. The jockeys, yeah. the jockeys are the biggest um, backstabbers no, going that's, that's around. Because, job, because that's their job, because they've got to try and like. Snake season, as Ollie calls it. Yeah, they've got to try and that's cut it. each other's lunch. Do you see yeah, that? The, the jockeys, like, I'm surprised there's no, like, more like, um, you know, heated arguments. So they might be in the jockey's room. And how did you do that? Well, I think it's, they know how it works. And, and it's not the manager's um, fault or anyone else. They're just doing the job. We just, you just, all you do is send a message or ring up and just say, you know, keep us in mind. Yeah. You never ever say anything. If the jockey wrote it badly, you never say anything about the ride or anything. You just, all you do is put the, put the name out there and they either go with you or they don't. And that's yeah. all you can do, really. I, I mean, that's, I, th- that's a fair way of playing it. But I, I thought you know, that, I thought, if I thought the conversation went like this, LA Rocket speaking, yeah, Mark Guest, Craig Williams, you said that, that was a terrible ride. Mac is available. Um, no, I'm only joking. Now, we'll get back on track. Hawaii Five O. what was the process there? Hawaii Five O. well, Mac did a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, Mac, when I say that, um, they were, we were looking at different rides and what's, what's the best opportunity to go with. Uh, and... We had to make a quick decision last week, and it turned with such a good run the day before. Well, it sort of we just had to make a decision on that day. So it was it was probably out of all the horses left, it might have it probably looked the, probably one of the best options we had. Yeah, and he's because a, a lot of them were gone, as you know. Yeah, and he's a big chance, isn't he? Wide five zero with his run there the other day. I know he's probably yeah. might be a bit better over more of a trip, like. I don't know if yeah, the Golden Eagle would be a better option, but the way that he finished off out of his comfort zone, because I thought he'd be better on pace a little bit. I think Nash wanted to be a bit closer, but he missed the kick. Um, yeah, well, he, he wouldn't want to do that in the Everest. No. Because, look, there doesn't look to be a stack of speed. Um, so, you know, the horse bike overpass would just roll along, and I think you'll, you'll give a lot of cheek in that race. So I think there's still no decision from you along. Has Shinzo confirmed for Coolmore just yet? So that's confirmed, yep. Yeah. So, so... When we look at this 53. year's yeah fifty three, yeah. when we look at this year's Everest, there is yeah. no pace in this race, and people say, "Oh well, it's an Everest." There'll always be pace, but will there, Guesty? Well, this is it. I mean, I'd have to. I've, I haven't really gone into into it or anything into it like that because, as you know, um, as a, a manager, if you've got a rider in the race, we can't. Uh, well, we can't have a bet. We can't be tipping on the race either. No. So just a, it's a race, race in New South Wales rule. Yeah, I wasn't asking it, to, yeah. but I'm just saying like yeah. there, there's there's no pace. So I was just fascinated by how the slot holders have gone about it, especially if you had a ladder decision. Do you go with a horse, Quinny, with a bit of pace 
Look, potentially, and there could be a horse up on speed like an overpass that's mm. right in the race because of these circumstances. The race could be run to suit. And a couple of times we have seen these Everests where Red Zell was getting the job done when we thought the race would change complexion. It just never did. Yeah, and the no. horse just kept kicking on speed because I think it's safe to say this year some of the better credentialed runners will certainly be finding their feet a little bit and making their run as opposed to up on speed. Yeah, it is going to be. Like next week, Guesty, I know that you mentioned that like for – to see the best of the best compete against each other. We would love to see that for Guinea's Day and also an Everest Day. But for a racing fan, I don't think I can recall a better day at the on a Saturday afternoon than what we're going to get next week with the Everest King Charles. The Kosciuszko's got so much interest. And then in Melbourne, you've got a Turak that everybody's talking about. I think it's one of it's been one of the, the better build-ups to a, yep. a Caulfield Guineas that I've seen for quite yeah. some time. A Turak, when you've got Amelia's Jewel probably going around, and then a might and power, which is the final lead up towards a Cox Plate. For racing fans, it doesn't get any better, Guesty. Yep, that's what we want. And this time of year is fantastic. The spotlight's on racing. And the more people involved in racing, the better. I mean, the more media that are pushing it, I mean, the more people out there, you know, like especially with the young people coming through on their socials, you know, they just keep pushing horse racing. And we're in a good place, but we just got to keep, we got to keep the momentum, keep looking after the people that are already in the sport. Because, you know, we gradually get people bit by bit by bit along the way. But when they see situations like Mr. Brightside and those celebrations, it's infectious. And young people see it and they want to be part of it. So these sort of things have to be, I mean, race clubs have to be mindful that this is what we need. And we've got to keep making sure that we're not leaving anyone out. Like Collingwood did with the grand final this year. Craig McRae brought everyone along with a ride. All the Collingwood people didn't leave them out. And hopefully, so, although some didn't make it to the ground, yes. <laughs> sixty thousand never made it to the granny. But, but, but you know what? He was he kept the supporters in the in the in the club, if you know what I mean. So, and, and I think that's what racing has to do. Yeah, hundred percent. And we appreciate you taking us on the J Mac ride because he's the most popular jockey, I think, in the land at the moment. And um, you're his coach. You're his Craig McRae. The Am I right, Quinny? That that Gareth switched camps a couple of. Days ago, I heard you were saying that you've got a new favourite jockey. Well, I, I said, no, that was an interest. So we had the, we had that. Nothing gets past Guesty. No, so what we, we had a debate with Jackie Jenkins, the UFC fight, and we went, who, who's the best jockey in the land at the moment? And it's right. fair to say, Mac, uh, I think Blake Shin, Blake Shin was oh, He's riding super. Yeah, yeah he's riding yeah, he's super. Riding and I, I mean, Mac had, a, Mac had a month out, so, you know, right. things, but so, you can only go on what's, what's been 100%. happening. 100%. So if you said right now, informed jockeys, Mac would be yeah. in the top three. But I, I think for the first time for a long time, Guesty, that he's got challenges, which is great for the game because he's Absolutely. he's, he's yeah, dominated for that long. Yeah. And that would make Mac a hungry. Now, if you said to me, you've got to buy stocks in a jockey right now to be the best jockey in the land at the end of the spring... I would mm. take James McDonald, but right well, now anything can happen. You know it's like the game. Percent game changes. Um, what do they say? Form is temporary well, and class is permanent. Hundred percent, like guesty. That? And that's why you're the classiest guesty. So what would you say? Like put at least I can. I, I say I think I had Mac a second or third. I had D Lane B um, B Lane Macca. There was around those. those were I think you know three. you'll find people out. The public out there will say. And you know, it's understandable. They say, well, of course he's good. He gets on the fastest horse, right? And that's that's fair enough because because you see it in car racing with Verstappen and yes. he gets the fastest car. The reason why he gets the fastest car because he, he's the quickest. Correct. And it's only, point, it's only a split second. But this is the same as a jockey. 
split-second decisions make the great jockeys. Yeah, and, and that's why it's so. Every, yes, everyone can sit on a horse, and everyone can every jockey can sit sit well, and they look good. But can they make those little little decisions when needed at the right time? I mean, and that's it's like you said with all sports, the best haven't got much time to make a decision. No, and I think Mac has proven that. Like, like I I still recall one of the greatest day of racing that I've seen was when Mac had. Um, delivered a, a complete masterclass through that Flemington oh, four days. Wasn't that amazing? And, and imagine he, managing him during that period; he, he'd still he, be counting the he money. He came with that mindset that he was just the best, and he was going to be unbeatable. And I think that's what separates J Mac from the rest of his opposition. And Guesty, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he's just got that he's got that beast mode about him. Like when you listen to the greats of the the their, their modern eras in sport, you listen to Jordan or LeBron James and. Um, those type of athletes, like they, they well, believe they're the best. Yeah, they're yeah. driven and they're he's, like they're yeah. hungry. And what, he made fifteen million in prize money, and guess is manager, you get ten percent of that. So in four days, you made one point five million. Yeah, I wish. No, that's. But anyway, no, he's uh, <laughs> he he's just got that sort of mentality. He's which with the best of them have to have. It doesn't matter how many premierships he's won or how many um, stakes races, Group Ones, eighty Group Ones. Doesn't matter to him. He's starting out on number one again. Yeah, like and he, yeah, and he's hungry. And he's hungry. And then I probably we just motivated him to say on Giddy Up, we did you a favour, um, Guesty. But like when he sits on the fence, he doesn't want to. Um, well, hurt no, what, what, what I like with this show, Gareth, is that you sort of half pot someone, then they come on, and then you pump them up again. Like you were very harsh on Chris Waller. He comes on the show, now everything's right. about Chris that, Waller again. No, you demoted right. J Mac from the number one seat. You've got the jockey manager on. And now J-Max the number one no, again. No, I didn't say that. I didn't Quinny, say I, know it, I know what Gareth's like. <laughs> How many times have I invited him over just for a beer and, he, and he's knocked me back? That's a lie. <laughs> so that's, that's a lie. That's just, remember that time, Quinny, we had a beer out the front here and, and Gareth was supposed to turn up? Yeah, we waited six hours for you. That's because in, in the freezing cold, too. It was yeah. about 10 degrees. That's because you got my phone and put international Tinder on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quinny. Always, everyone's, everyone's got the microphone. As control, so I've got to take a break here, but Quinny, who are the top th- right now? Jockeys in the land. James right. McDonald, Blake Shin, Damien Oliver. So you're still, Sorry, Damien Lane. So you got Macca at one still in front of Shin? Yes. All right, then. There you go. See, so yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all opinionated, and, and um, we've got three great jockeys at the moment. And Craig Williams is probably very stiff to miss. That. Oh, <laughs> Can um, I take a box first fall? I think the Melbourne jockeys' rooms better than Sydney oh, at I the agree. moment. Yep. I agree. Um, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard people talking about that for the first time saying... in a long time. I'd rather the Melbourne yeah. jockeys' room than the Sydney jockeys' room. Your thoughts? Mm, yeah, yeah I, I, no, I can I see where you're coming from. Yeah, thanks for that. I guest. get along better, I tell you that too. Yeah, thanks for that, Guesty. <laughs> hey, Guesty, um, Rupert said it was okay. You can't send an invoice in it anyway. If you did send an invoice, you'd probably send it in three years later. Um, <laughs> we appreciate we appreciate your time here on on race. How Card. do we get your tips, Guesty? Just remind us. Yes. How do we do? How do we get your tips? Yeah, RaceNet, and then you've got to subscribe. All right, we might we might get Hugh Fitzpatrick to tweet the link. And after the news, I've got a great story about Hugh from yesterday. And do you know what I'll do, Guesty? You have a chat to Rupert. Do you know what I'd pay fifty dollars for? What Macca says. <laughs> Macca's right. best. That that would be. I'd subscribe to that as well as your tips, Guesty. Um, but after the show, can you send me your set? No, I'm only joking. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Guesty. Appreciate it. I've enjoyed it, guys. All right, All there best. we go. Great fun, Mark. Guest there. This is race card. Thanks to Labrokes, is making every race even more exciting. Chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. It's a wonderful insight. That was great. Yep. I can't believe we spoke to Guesty for half an hour and we got words in as well. Yes. Let's take a break. We'll come back with plenty more. 
Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Gareth, all with you, Nicholas Quinn. This is race card on uh, this Saturday morning. Great to be with you. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbrokes is making every race this Saturday even more exciting. Download the app today and at Ladbrokes, chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. You're looking forward to marking your card, Quinn. Are you confident today? I think there's a few good anchor bets, and I think there's a few we can play around at longer odds and hopefully get a result. All right, then. Let's take the news. It's 11.34. Tom Wood's not far away to mark our race card for Hong Kong this weekend. The World Pools today, which is terrific for Flemington. So there'll be plenty of value there on the tote. Um, Looking forward to seeing Romantic Warrior. Are you nervous? Uh, I'm not nervous, uh, Gareth, but um, look up. That uh, I think he'll, he'll run really well today. Yeah, draws obviously a little bit uh, tricky. I think he's probably going to be too short in the, the market, probably for a, a betting proposition here uh, first up. But uh, look, he's, he's going to accredit himself uh, very, very well, and uh, he'll be he'll be tough to beat. But I think he'll probably be on the, the short side. So yes, we're taking uh, five races from the Flemington today. So the Whirlpool in operation, but Hong Kong only betting into five of those. Okay, then. So are they the five last races? Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. First race we're taking. Yeah, first race we're taking is twelve fifteen Hong Kong time, so it's from three fifteen. Yep, perfect. Tom, perfect, mate. Tom, what's the interest been like with Romantic Warrior going overseas? Is it a bit like when the Aussie horses go and run at Royal Ascot, and the whole nation's behind them, and when Shataka went over and won the Hong Kong Sprint, and you feel like the horse is representing not just their connections but the country. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, there's a, a lot of talk around uh, the press uh, here about them heading over there. I think the, the Jockey Club have sent several personnel uh, over there, not only part of the, the media team, but uh, public relations as well and uh, producers and whatnot. So there's a, a fair bit of content coming out of uh, Victoria and Flemington that uh, punters here are able to uh, get their teeth stuck into and uh, they'll be uh, lining the, um, the betting shops here in Hong Kong today. You're ready to, ready to, uh, to cheer them home. Tell us a little bit about this trainer, Danny Shun. He's a he's a very good trainer. He's um, always got a, a good eye for a, a good horse. Does uh, Danny uh, travelled with a, a lot of horses, big names as well, like Fairy King Prawn before he became a, a fully licensed trainer himself. And uh, look, he's uh, he's always had good horses uh, through the years. Of course, he took uh, Nice Birdie over to uh, um, uh, or Little Bridge, I should say, over to uh, Royal Ascot. So uh, look, he's he's. He's had some very good horses down through the years, and um, he knows what he's doing. He's pretty cool, calm, and collected, and uh, he'll have the, the horses' interests and uh, everything spot on. Tom, the one pot on Hong Kong racing is how poorly the gallopers have performed at times when going overseas. How detriment is it that we see Romantic Warrior come out and put his best foot forward here in Melbourne? Yeah, it's, it really is so crucial on what he what he can produce there today. And so you go back to what he did last season. I know there's some sort of people saying that maybe he hasn't sort of beaten much of those Japanese horses. That they, they weren't the best Japanese horses to come over here. But look, I'd certainly argue against that. And you only had to look at what he did to, um, uh, of course, the, the horse that went over to uh, Sydney of uh, William Haggis's. Yeah, uh, the honour. You do by honour yeah, absolutely, just uh, whacked him for six. So that's that's the calibre of the horse. And Dubai Honour was whacking your horses for six. Yeah, yeah, you make a good point there. And it's 
It's fascinating to see the narrative with Romantic Warrior. Even the great Zach Purton said he had his question marks over him. And then um, and I didn't hear those. I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think a lot of the time, uh, Zach, uh, Zach likes to talk the show up a little bit. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm... Now, that, that, so I'd, I'd, I'd probably take them with a grain of salt, to be honest, sometimes the comments. Yeah, so I didn't actually hear them, but there's been a few people that have told me that Zach put cold water on Romantic Warrior. But then you hear... You hear some of the um, great Hong Kong judges like yourself, Tommy, and they like he's different gravy. This horse, um, and he's in the top ten world rank, like top ten horses in the world with the world ranking. So we haven't had like to put it into perspective. We haven't had a horse like this for a long, long time in this country. Like this is like a least Crusert type of galloper. I'm thinking here, Tom, if he turns up yeah. to his best. And, and, and people can accuse him of being a, a flat track bully that he's only ever beaten anything in his own backyard. But he, he will have to measure up uh, this afternoon at Flemington. I, I think he, I think he can. And uh, if, uh, he, if he can only run second, third, or fourth, he'll be cherry ripe. One would think heading towards the the Cox Plate. But um, yeah, if we don't see the the absolute best of him today, expect him to peak for the Cox Plate. Oh, mate, Do you think it. if he does win the Cox Plate, it might sort of open the gates a little bit more for the Hong Kong Gallopers to come out to Melbourne going forward as well? Yeah, potentially we're a little bit sort of thin on the ground in terms of uh, top-end horses here, and you would have seen that sort of reflected through uh, our group racing here in Hong Kong, that the, there's sort of, we're, we're down a few numbers in terms of those those elite horses like him and Golden 60. There's a, a little bit of a, a drop-off to sort of the, the next level, but um, yeah, if, 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 if he can do that and win the Cox Plate, then yeah, there'll be there'll be other trainers that have the right sort of horse that will want to attack those races. What about some winners tomorrow, mate, at Sha Tin? Yeah, it's not a bad meeting tomorrow. We've got quite a few races on the all-weather, but I do like in the last race, race 10, number four, an excellent fighter. Now, um, if the rain stays away, hopefully it does so tomorrow. I think he's going to be very tough to beat uh, first up in the last race tomorrow for Ricky Yu. Race 10, number four, excellent fighter. He's trolled up well. He'd um, had a, a few wins uh, in a row, and then he struck some wet tracks at the back end of last season, wasn't able to quite quicken often. So he's the best tomorrow. Race 10, number four, excellent fighter. Uh, race 6, number 11, Red Desert on the all weather was only mug late. This horse won off about uh, rating uh, 92 uh, a, quite a while ago, and he's all the way down to uh, uh, sort of the low, uh, lower, lower grades here. So uh, if he can get the right sort of run, race 6, number 11, Red Desert for John Size. And race nine, number seven, you're my everything. This horse has just been crying out to uh, 1,600 metres. He gets that tomorrow. He won over 1,600 metres in Australia with Patrick Payne prior to arriving. It persisted sort of running in 12, 1,400 metres, Tony Cruz. But he gets a mile tomorrow, and he ran on well last time out. So race nine, number seven, you're my everything. All right, mate. We wish you the best of luck today with Romantic Warrior and tomorrow at Sha Tin. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Great to catch up with Tom Wood there from the Hong Kong Jockey Club. It's at 11.43. This is Race Card Thanks to Ladbrokes, which is making every race this Saturday even more exciting. Download the app today and Ladbroke it. Chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Fill up your Ladbrokes account um, and then get your pen ready because Quinny's about to mark your card straight after this. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Card with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. This is Race Card, Gareth Hall with you, Nicholas Quinn. Ladbrokes is making every race even more exciting. Oh, yeah. Chances are about to lose for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. 
736 to join our conversation. Still plenty more to get through before we say goodbye. Quinny on the wagon hitching Gareth. Um, what about his new man crush on Gittivan? <laughs> Maybe Gareth, Ginnivan and Quainan could do a rating show on the ladies that attend the races. Gittivan is ambassador for racing is a joke. Gareth will get his wagon burnt hitching to this kid. Big mistake by Racing Victoria. Cheers from Craig. Brackets, I'm an owner and punter disgusted by the decision. I don't know. What he, what's he talking about, Craig? I don't think he's too happy that Ginnivan's an ambassador for the Valley. Okay. I think he'll be a terrific ambassador, and I love the fact be Ginnivan's careful. involved with the racing. Yeah, and I met him for the first time yesterday. What do you mean, be careful? I met him for the you first time. You're telling me to be careful. No, no, no. <laughs> well, Craig will be upset. I met him for the first time yesterday. He's a he's a lovely kid. He is. He's a lovely kid. Um, And as Craig McRae said... On in this studio after the grand final with Gazy and Andy Ma on SEN on the run home, like he's only twenty, he's still learning yeah. about life, and um, yeah, so no, I think he's great. I'm well done to Mooney Valley. Like he's going to get a new audience into into racing, and that's what we need. And he's got a passionate for he's got a passion for racing. And um, we had Brittany Taylor on the show yesterday with us, and uh, Ginevan is a horse in their stable and it goes pretty well. They tell us. There we go. That'll yep. be worth watching then. That'll be quite humorous. If that right, horse can go through the grades. My, marking the race card for me, I like um, the blue point colt for Cadolphin, and I respect your opinion, Craig, and I can understand, but I, I disagree with you. Um, so where are we going here? Flemington race number two in an hour and three minutes time. Now, blue blue illusion, a win. Blue illusion. And Hugh, Huey Fitzpatrick's just walked in, which was reminding me to tell that story. To, so we'll do that after the tips. Uh, Riff Rocket or Legacies will win. Will win? That's very defiant. Oh, I think it'll be hard to beat. Um, I'm going to, like, Kedinsky Abstract, smaller field blinkers on. I think it'll be around the mark. Completely agree. Um, I don't like that mare's race. Don't like the staying race. Like, I hope for first Immortal wins. I think Romantic Warriors out to 245 now with Ladbrokes. Star Patrol's out to 290. Um, and then I think Tamerlane, like they bet $4 into 260. That's been some go. It has indeed. So there are your thoughts. I'm going to play it pretty straight at Flemington today. I'm having two bets. The best bet, race six, number three, Princess Grace should be winning. And the best each way, race seven, number two, Goldman. Failed to gain a start in the Turnbull. I think that will be to the benefit of punters here. We can have something each way at around the $7 quote. Up in Sydney, best bet, race six, number one, NCAP. Best each way, race four, number 12, Stanlos. And then later on in the program, I think Detonator Jack can bounce back, race eight, number 10. Now, Hugh Fitzpatrick has just walked in, so I'll tell the story. Because yesterday morning... We were talking about Jack Ginevan, myself and Campbell Brown, and myself and Campbell were both of the opinion that he shouldn't have gone to the races on the Friday Boo. night. He should Santa have been. Claus. No, I stand by that opinion. He's got six months to go to the races, and we very calmly, delicately, and respectfully explained that it wasn't a smart option. wasn't good for the optics. You want to be looking like the grand final is a be all and end all. Giving life advice. That is humorous. Hugh Fitzpatrick, or as Gabby called him off air, the hot producer. Came oh. tearing into the studio, waving his arms, waving his arms. We're like, oh, what if we if we dropped off air? Has there been a problem? He goes, stop, stop, stop. Ginnivan's about to come in. And I thought, well, in SEN style, they'll probably put out the clip of us saying that Jack shouldn't have gone to the grand final and played that and said to hear Jack's rebuttal, tune in to SEN. Do you know, um, Huey Fitzpatrick's our digital man and he joins us on air from time to time. If you want to see one, if Gabby's got the hots for him, yep. um, go and look up. A, I don't know if the video is still, still up. 
him and Tags did a video about their best bets and Tags actually hosted it and Huey didn't say a word. <laughs> he was just there for the eye candy, was he, Tags? Well, he's uh, talking about eye candy. His eyes were wide open. Um, <laughs> and Tags is ready to go on an afternoon for a Saturday. And Jack Givenen is his, <laughs> Jack Givenen is, um, his favourite media personality is the Tagster. Well, he's a good judge then. Don't except when it comes that. about what to do on a Friday night. And tags like he 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 used to go to the casino to um, establishments that I can't repeat on this show before he was riding his group once tagster, so he, you know. Um, Quinny's saying glue is only having two bets. Ha ha ha! Bet <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Does Sonic Boom will beat Legacies? Does Sonic Boom will win today? That's from Swanee. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Um. What's Tag's best bets today? Oh, you have to and, wait and see. A little teaser. Well, you wouldn't know. He's probably still tipping scratchings. Oh, oh, I like it. You, you, look at him. He's about to walk out. He's not happy. I, yeah, he did it. Um, he's starting at 7 o'clock and he refuses to read the scratchings. Yeah, I disagree with that. Hey, I've got Hunters a tip in the, the trots race. I got the, I'm at the trots Hang on, tonight. Say this slowly and calmly I'm because got... you're very good at this, but the problem is you do it too quickly and we don't take in the tip. Um, so nice and calmly. Melton. Thank you. Race one, number one, the Chancer. Melton, no bet. Race three, number three, Ideal Escape. They both lead all the way. Catch a wave to win. Bulletproof Boy, a place bet is immoral. And I think the best failure, you can have something on a horse by the name of Eliza and Jay. I think it can lead race, in dictate terms. Where? Race seven, horse number five. Race seven, number five. Thank you, Gareth. Thank you, Quinny. Enjoy your day. Great fun as Legato always. Legato into prowess is a good bet in New Zealand all up. Okay. Two superstars. The double cobra is ready to go. <laughs> the tagster, he's pumped up and excited. Josh Jenkins will be here. Is Cam Luke anywhere to be seen? He's uh, done. He's got more. Yesterday's he's, man. He's got, he's got more gigs than um, he's done a Taylor Swift. Have a great day.